Welcome to the Berkhamsted Spotlight, Berkhamsted School's podcast channel. Join our weekly guests from inside the classroom to behind the scenes of our day-to-day activities through to life beyond Berkhamsted School. Find out what it's really like to be part of our remarkable community. Remarkable community indeed. In this episode of the Berkhamsted Spotlight, we're talking to Martin Walker, Head of Sixth Form. Martin, thank you for being here and welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm really well, thank you, Simon. Thank you for having me. Um, It's a beautiful sunny day. I've just returned from a few days up north where I was able to visit my mum and I'm looking forward to the students coming back to school on Monday. So, um, So really well, thank you. Excellent. Now, we're here to unpack a little bit about uh, life at the sixth form. But before we do that, could you just tell us a little bit about what you do there and how long you've been doing it for? Yes, I'm the head of Berkhamsted Sixth, um, and this is my fourth year. Uh, amazingly, um, time time flies. I still feel to some extent like a, like a new boy, but I'm basically overall in charge of the the pastoral care and I suppose the academic performance uh, within the sixth form. So, leading a team of heads of house, the careers staff uh, as well, our careers advisors, mm-hmm. all the university. Um, support and guidance for the students uh, as well so so very much trying to help the students to do well while they're here and to be well while they're here but also to find the path that will be right for them when they leave here and enable them to make a successful transition to university uh, or the world of work so so really to help them to find their sense of purpose and to set them up to to go on and and thrive when they leave here not just for the following year, but but for many years to come as well, really. When you talk about sense of purpose, that's an interesting phrase. How do you unpack that when you're talking to a student about what their sense of purpose might be? I think it it varies from student to student. Uh, I think helping them to focus on what they're passionate about, what they really enjoy, uh, what they're good at. Uh, I suppose might even talk about what psychologists might call flow when when they find themselves getting into a state of flow and mm-hmm. just not noticing time passing becoming mm-hmm. really engaged you know what what are the problems that they see in the world that they're that they're passionate about that they would like to be a part of the solution for as well uh, I, I think that can help as well and some students don't yet know what their sense of purpose is uh, mm. and that's okay it may just be to you know to do really well and to to keep doors open and to keep options available to themselves by making the most of the opportunities that are here. But, you know, we have tutors, heads of house and careers advisors who can meet one-to-one with the students um, to help them to find that sense of purpose. Mm. We also um, help them understand more about themselves through something that is called the sort of core strengths, which is a bit like a sort of psychometric test, which helps the students to understand what their biggest strengths are Mm -hmm. um, and perhaps where they're they're less strong or what their overdone strengths are as well so that they can become more self-aware so they they learn what they're like as a as a personality and uh, and what might i suppose energize them you know in the future in, mm. in terms of the the areas that they might go into as well wow that sounds amazing it really does now let's get right to the really exciting part which is that i understand berkhamsted has just received planning permission for a new sixth form please tell us more about this yeah, um, hugely exciting, and it's a it's a really ambitious um, project. In fact, uh, I was appointed, you know, something like five years ago. And in in my very first meeting, we talked about this 
um, this sixth form centre and the plans for it. So it was uh, a really exciting time to be coming aboard. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's a it's an ambitious project. It's going to be a really um, large building with 23 classrooms, uh, with a with a really large cafe area um, that will seat approximately 150 um, students as well. With um, different zones that students can choose perhaps depending on um, how they're feeling and, and how they want to spend their time so um, a collaborative study space uh, for example where students can work with each other independent quiet zones where students can get on um, obviously in silence by themselves as well um, and so uh, really it will be very spacious it, it will be a bit like having um, a mixture between a, a school environment a university library uh, and perhaps a, a professional office building so that we're helping to create a different feeling that they've had up until the sixth form mm. and a feeling that will help them to make a successful transition uh, beyond the sixth form as well. So how important is it then to have these different zones that you talk about? Because you mentioned about the independent quiet learning space, you mentioned about collaborative spaces, you mentioned about the cafe area with 150 students in there. Uh, how is it and why is it so important to have these different sort of areas? I think it's important because uh, that will help us, I suppose, with one of our aims, which is that we want to help the students to become more independent, but also more interdependent as well, so that they can they can work well alone, but also that they can learn from others around them. Because actually, when they go into the world of work, it's not just going to be about their ability to learn by themselves mm -hmm. it's going to be about their ability to look sideways and see the skills that other people around them have and think that looks really interesting I'd like to be able to do that how do I do that how do I work with other people and we know that you know teamwork the ability to slot into a team is going to be really important as well but you know there are obviously going to be times when students just want to get their heads down and, and to work quietly by themselves um, so it's important that we have those areas as well we know that students you know really enjoy spending time with their peers and, and socializing as well and so the, the cafe will be an important area for that as well mm. uh, and one of the, one of our other aims in this building is is to make it an environment where the students feel that they're working alongside the the staff the adults the the, the teachers the careers advisors rather perhaps than sort of being supervised by them in a sort of traditional sort of classroom setting so so there won't be many offices for staff the, the staff will uh, be in and amongst the students in the cafe area in some of, some of the study commons areas as well and there'll be lots of glass uh, in the building lots of glass internally um, sort of subdividing the classrooms from the study commons areas so there's a sort of unobtrusive supervision of of the whole area mm. so it's very much just that the that the students are working alongside um, the adults there as well. And we're even thinking about having um, some areas, we're going to have a sort of your future zone, which is dedicated to our sort of careers staff and our university preparation guidance, mm -hmm. in which um, we may have some sort of young entrepreneurs working as well. So perhaps old Berkham Steadians, it may even be that some students will sort of run a business from there as well, um, who knows, so that the students can actually see professionals working and, and get an idea of the the pace and the intensity of a working life and, and sort of be inspired by seeing people um, you know running businesses entrepreneurs working as well so that it, it reminds them perhaps of what they're working towards to, to their own professional lives as well so you know mm. um, that's also uh, extremely exciting too. 
Tell me more about that. I mean, how does, how does that actually look in everyday life? If we jump forward in time and if I was a sixth form student at the school, then what would I or how would I actually engage with these young entrepreneurs that you're talking about? Well, I'm, I'm not sure to what extent there'll be engagement with the entrepreneurs. I, th I think the entrepreneurs will be busy running their businesses, for example, but we're, we're just thinking about uh, having some area within the building mm -hmm. um, that can be rented by entrepreneurs, for example, who'll come in and, and perhaps um, start up a business. So it might be an old Berkhamsteadian who's left a few years ago who comes back and, and sees that. So I think it's more that the students will, will see them in that zone through, say, a, a glass wall, for example. Mm -hmm. There may be some interaction with them. Obviously, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that um, we adhere to all safeguarding requirements in terms mm. of our checks and that sort of thing of um, mm. so there may be some engagement uh, as well you know for for example we have uh, old Berkhamsteadians and parents regularly give careers talks we have a weekly careers lunch uh, which a professional speaks about what it is that they do how they got into that tips that they would give to young people um, what they're looking for if they work in recruitment as well for example so they may well um, you know do one of those um, presentations uh, one of those talks uh, as well mm. um, but they're not going to be a sort of a member of staff with whom students would interact with on a on a regular basis really but nevertheless it gives them an insight into the world of work from within I guess the safety of the Berkhamsted sick form exactly exactly and it, and it may give some the idea you know that that actually they would like to start a business perhaps during the sixth form or, or perhaps just after they leave they could mm. think actually I'm going to come back to school to start a business from there mm. in in that environment uh, and you know and obviously we we would charge such students you know sort of um, very little to do that to mm. enable them to sort of um you know get a get a foot on the ladder and and get going and get started okay so these facilities they all sound fantastic and we know that good all-round sixth form experience involves more than just facilities, of course. Tell us what makes a good sixth form. Uh, I think, uh, first and foremost, it's the sense of community and it's the, it's the support that the students give each other. I think the thing that I'm proudest of about the school are, are the relationships between the students, the quality of the relationships, the warmth, the friendliness, the mm -hmm. kindness, mm -hmm. the care and the empathy that they show each other and, and the huge support that they that they give each other as well, really. And I think that's, you know, the most important thing, um, helping the students to feel that they belong, that they're supported, that they're respected and they're valued. And, and I think they do that enormously well. And I'm also very proud of the example that they set the younger students as well and that the work that they do in, say, mentoring younger students or, or helping as classroom assistants lower down the school as well. Um, so I, th I think that's very important for sixth formers to be the leaders uh, in the school as well because, you know, the, the younger students look up to them and, and in many respects see them as sort of heroes or legends. I've got a daughter myself in year eight and she looks up to some of the sixth formers almost as sort of legends and, and they really are influential on the younger students too. So I think the sense of community is really important. But then I think as well the support that we give the students and our willingness to challenge them as well so I often talk to the staff and the students about what we what we might call radical candors which is a sort of a framework for getting the balance right between being prepared to challenge somebody mm -hmm. and caring for somebody and actually for the students to see that 
we, we support them, but we also want to challenge them to be their best and to do their best as well. Tell me a little bit more about this mentoring program for younger students. We've got a deputy head of, uh, of leadership, um, Mr. Hardy, uh, who's very passionate about um, giving students sort of real life opportunities to experience uh, leadership um, and to sort of develop skills in that area. He's recently set up a, a sort of a scheme where students will, um, will go down and, and basically act as teaching assistants in, in subjects that they may go into a maths lesson and, and help younger students mm. as well. So we have a, a huge number of students who signed up to help with that. It's been more difficult this year because of COVID and, and, and bubbles, of uh, obviously, mm. but I'm sure that we'll, we'll get back to it soon. But, you know, we very much believe that it's a good idea to get the six formers helping others, serving others, and both within our sort of leadership opportunities and indeed our community service. There are lots of things that, that students can do to, to serve the, the sort of others in the school and the local community as well and, and we think that's really important for them to do that and that they can give a lot but also get a lot from from doing that as well because they often say don't they that one of the best ways to learn is to teach and, and I appreciate that they're not teaching as such but this mentoring role that they uh, that they take on surely that must be very beneficial for them as well Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And that's one of the things I say to them when it comes to revision. If if you revise in order to be able to teach what you're revising to somebody else, you know, whether that's, you know, a family member or, or just your dog or your teddy bear or whatever, mm. then it'll be much more likely that you'll remember it than if you just read over something. I think it also gives them an insight into how people learn well and one of the things that we're really keen on is making sure that the sixth formers become better learners that their learning skills develop during their time with this and we talk with them quite a lot about metacognition and about effective use of time effective uh, revision as well it's not just about working hard it's about working smart as well to make mm. sure that you're getting the, the sort of maximum gains for the time that you invest and I think by being involved in teaching and helping others learn, they start to appreciate that even more as well. So the Berkhamsted sixth form experience feels like it was very different to uh, how sixth form experience used to be in the 80s, 90s. How does it differ from your own experience of sixth form? A lot, I think. I, I mean, I had a very positive uh, experience and, and again there was a great sense of community in the school that I went to and you know that's been very beneficial for me you know and I'm still in touch with many of my my friends from school and I, I think the same will be true for Berkhamsted Sixth Formers that community will endure beyond their time here uh, as well mm. but I think there's much more now in terms of preparation for the world beyond school in terms of character development skills development in terms of lectures and talks uh, about uh, the world out there about career opportunities as well so I think we're helping students nowadays to make much more informed decisions about what they're going to do back in my day there, there wasn't really much of that there was just an announcement that your UCAS form was due on Monday and, <laughs> and to get it in and, and there was much less of a process and much less sort of advice and support and guidance mm. I think as well, you know, there's, there have been big changes in terms of mental health as well. I think mental health has been destigmatized, and and people are now uh, much more open about speaking about how they feel. And and schools now have counsellors on hand to support students uh, when they get into sort of crisis times as well to try and help them to to overcome the difficulties that they're experiencing. And that wasn't something that was talked about when I was at school. And certainly, we didn't have counsellors on hand. I think that's that's very different. 
So to what extent would you say that your memory of your own sixth form has shaped how you lead the current sixth form at Berkhamsted? I, I don't think to that large an extent, really. I, mm-hmm. I think it's shaped much more by sort of research and, and reading, sort of educational research and, and thinking about what's going on in, in the best schools around the world and, and constantly thinking about how we can make improvements. Mm. I suppose one of the things from my own school days is I was always encouraged to make the most of the opportunities that were available. And I was very grateful for the for the education that I received. You know, I just loved um, sort of throwing myself into into school life in the, in the sixth form, whether that was academic or extracurricular or the social side of it. You know, I, I loved all of it. And I guess one of the things that I suppose that that shapes my view is that what I really want is for the students to throw themselves into school life here and to be excited about the opportunities and to make the most of them and and to sort of see all these opportunities as opportunities to grow and to develop and, and, and to have fun and to enjoy being at school and to really appreciate what they have. So you mentioned that you joined four years ago. In that time at the school, what has been your remarkable moment at Berkhamsted? Oh, it's a good question. I think probably one of the most remarkable moments and one that I'll remember in sort of decades to come was probably last year as we headed into lockdown one. Mm-hmm. I mean, my heart really went out to the to the year 13 students at, at the end of their journey who suddenly found that their journey was being cut short. But the, the prefects decided very quickly uh, after the announcement that they wanted to organise a sort of valedictory event um, they realised that there was going to be no big sort of prize day send-off mm. uh, as in a normal year and, and that they only had a couple of days to put something together and that they needed to do so in a sort of safe, socially distanced outdoor way. Mm. And so they got straight straight to work on it. And, um, you know, we were we were pleased to be able to work with them on that and to support them. And, and we ended up having on that Friday afternoon as the schools closed an outdoor um, sort of socially distanced leaving event and um, you know the prefects made speeches uh, and it was just hugely uplifting and the, the sort of sense of community they also gave out the leavers hoodies that they'd, they'd ordered as well okay, right. and they all sort of put on their leavers hoodies Excellent. and it was just hugely uplifting to see Aww. that sense of community and to see actually the school might be closing but actually that sense of community was really going to endure um, mm. through the following term and indeed beyond school as well and you know just seeing that that the, the student leadership involved in that, that their sort of um, proactivity, their positivity in the face of adversity, mm. um, and that sense of community and mutual support was hugely uplifting. It was it was quite emotional. That does sound amazing. That really does. Okay, so we've learned all about sixth form life, and we've learned something about you as well. But I'd like to know a little bit more about you. So, can you tell me one thing that you've changed your mind about over the last two years? Oh. It's a good question. I, I'm not sure if it's something, if it would strictly fall into the last two years, but I, I guess it would be uh, to do with um, what is probably the, the best, or what is definitely the best and and at the same time most difficult job in the world, um, which is parenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a parent, when my, when my first daughter was born, mm-hmm. uh, I remember sort of whispering in her ear something like I think I probably said I'm your dad I probably introduced myself it sounds a bit formal really doesn't it but um uh, and sort of saying you know uh, I'm here to protect you I'll protect you from from everything mm. uh, and at the time obviously I genuinely meant that mm. and I guess as time has gone on I've I've realized that actually it's not really my job to protect her from everything uh, and that 
that actually sometimes I need to let her experience difficulties and problems and, and actually that I shouldn't step in too early and rob her of an opportunity mm. to find her own solution because it, it's really in, in confronting those difficulties and those obstacles that children develop confidence mm. and resilience. So um, I still find it difficult. I think that there are times when you know I'm tempted to step in really quickly mm. rather than saying, what do you think you should do about it? you know what are, what are your options available to you mm. um that sort of thing and, and you know sometimes she gets frustrated because she just wants me to you know do it or deal with it yeah, i think sometimes yeah. parenting is about stepping back a bit and enabling the child to have the room to to develop confidence themselves and to deal with their own problems and mm. to own their own problems um so i think i've probably changed my mind on that I, mm. I think it remains really difficult for parents to do that but I suppose that's one thing I'm I'm wanting the students to do as well I, I'm wanting them to leave sixth form mm. as young adults who can stand on their own two feet whose you know parents will always be there to support but actually they can go out into the world and deal with problems and challenges and difficulties themselves mm. with confidence Okay, tell me one thing you're into that other people might be surprised to know. Uh, <laughs> oh, good question. Um, uh, well, you know, I mean, I suppose one of my biggest passions in life is is sport, but probably people would know that. I, I guess I'm, you know, I'm I, I'm into learning about how I can help young people to to sort of do their best and be their best. So, I'm, you know, I'm quite into reading uh, about sort of mental health and. I suppose one thing people might not know is I've I've done some qualifications in counselling skills as well because I think that probably one of the most important but most difficult skills to develop is is that of listening and to be able to listen well I think is is really difficult both as a teacher a, a tutor a, a member of staff a colleague uh, as well and I think sometimes that's a skill that we need to practice. Yeah quite often I hear people say to me that Often in life, people listen to a conversation, but they're listening for an opportunity to speak their next line, as opposed to listening to what that what that person's actually saying. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, and to to sort of really to be able to connect with someone. And I'm sort of mm. conscious that this sounds ironic because I spent I spent most of this podcast talking um, rather than listening. <laughs> uh, that that is the point of this podcast, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and just for fun. If you could spend three days either in the Caribbean or three days on the moon, which would you choose? Oh, the moon. It's got to be the moon. <laughs> yeah. Just because new and different and... Yeah. What a, what a story it would be to tell. It would be yeah. a story. For what sure. an adventure. What yeah. an, one of our values is be adventurous. I can't think of anything much more adventurous than that. So, yeah, I'd definitely go for that. Going to the moon would absolutely be that. Uh, we need to bring this to a close in a minute. But for anyone who's heard anything and might want to get in touch with a follow up question, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, it's to, to email um, us. You can email sixth at berkhamsteads.com. And then, yeah, please do send in send in any questions or queries. Or if you'd like to come and have a look around the school, you'd mm -hmm. be um, more than welcome to do so. It'd be it'd be great to um, to meet you, to welcome you. We're, we're now doing tours again in person um, at the end of the school day. So, that must feel um, good. That must feel it, it much be better. It would be really nice to do that rather than meeting people over, mm. over a Zoom screen. Martin, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been really good to hear about... Uh, it's been good to hear about you. It's been good to hear about the plans for the sixth form in the future and amazing to hear about this space as well. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Simon.
And that was Martin Walker, head of sixth form at Berkhamsted. Martin, that was great talking to you and very good of you to give up your time to step in. Thank you so much to you. Now, if you have any questions following anything that Martin has said, then please do get in touch by emailing sixth at berkhamsted.com. And don't forget, he says you can go in and have a look around. Now, this was episode two of the new podcast channel. So now is the time to click on follow because then it means that when the next episode is released, you'll receive a small notification, which just means that you won't miss it. But that's for the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode and we'll look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.